0: Hello and welcome to the 19th episode of iPhone Life Podcast. I'm David Auverbach, CEO and publisher of iPhone Life Magazine.
1: And I'm Rayanne Taylor, Associate Editor of iPhone Life Magazine.
0: And
2: I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor of iPhoneLife.com.
0: We've got a great show for you today. We're actually here in Las Vegas for the Consumer Electronics Show. Rayanne and I are out here, and that's why this is Rayanne's first podcast. Welcome, Rayanne.
2: Very exciting. <laughs> I'm so glad you're joining us, Ryan
0: <laughs> We've been trying to talk her into a podcast for a while, and finally she couldn't get out of it. So we're here Yay. at Consumer Electronics Show, and we just went around and saw all the latest gear for 2016. We actually did iPhone Life Awards. So we're going to talk about Consumer Electronics and all the cool stuff that we saw here. Uh, and as usual, we're going to talk about insider questions and we have our tip of the day and all that so let's get started um let me take a minute before we get into tip of the day to tell you about our tip of the day newsletter uh every single day we send you uh an email telling you something cool that you can do with your iphone that you didn't know you could do uh so go sign up it's free iphone life.com daily tip to subscribe um and sarah what was your favorite tip from this week how to
2: grab? I can't speak tonight. Sorry. How to browse the web privately on your iPhone was my favorite tip, um, and I I chose it because um, deleting your history in Safari is one of our most popular tips. I'm not really gonna go into why readers might want to do that. <laughs> yeah, but we don't you- want to
0: analyze it, but if you go into Google Analytics every single week, we see that. Yep. everybody's searching for it, so we might as well share that information with you guys. So you
2: can, yes, you can go in and erase your browsing history and your favorites in Safari, but you can actually avoid having them show up in your history by using the private browsing feature. So what you do in Safari is you tap on the, uh, tab, uh, icon. That's the two rectangles, one on top of another. And then you'll see, uh, at the bottom on your iPhone, there will be private. And if you tap that, um, you'll be able to open up a whole new set of tabs um, that are private. And the cool thing is in iOS 9 um, is that you can actually, it used to be if you switched from private browsing mode, uh, you either had to like close those tabs and or they'd stop being private or But now you can actually, um, by tapping the tab thing again and turning off private, you just switch back to your non-private tab. So that's a really quick way to switch back and forth between private browsing and not private browsing. And you can tell you're in private browsing because the background will be black instead of just the normal white color. And that's how to browse privately in Safari.
0: And one of the things to be careful of when you're browsing in Safari is to keep in mind when you're in private and when you're not, the advantage of browsing in private mode is obviously it doesn't track your history. So if you have something confidential you want to search for, do it in private. Um, the disadvantage, though, is you don't have access to all of your passwords, your login, your username, all right. that stuff that like Keychain saves for you normally. So make sure that you keep in mind which one year in so that when you want to do something confidential you do it in private when you don't you go back so that that way you can have access to keychain
2: that's why it's so great that it's so easy to switch back and forth and you Mm -hmm. don't have to like close the tab
0: completely to go back to non-private browsing mode and there's a few other kind of reasons why I I will use private browsing mode sometimes Um, number one if you want to and these are probably I guess more business marketing type stuff but when you use Google Google tracks you and it keeps track of uh like what your past searches are and gives you the recommendations based (laughs) on that what What, doesn't it track about uh, you yeah it it tracks everything and then it builds recommendations and for the most part those make those recommendations better but sometimes you want to kind of see a blank slate of what Google thinks you would want to see without knowing you um and so it's, uh, I'll sometimes do that, and obviously we do it for work to see, you know, where iPhone Life shows up. But it's a nice way, too, to w- search without having your pre-settings in there.
2: Right, yep.
0: <clears throat> All right. And I apologize. I have um just getting over a cough, so actually my voice sounds a lot better than it used to, but I might be coughing a little bit and maybe a little hoarse, so sorry about that. Um, next up, we have our insider questions. So if for those of you who don't know about Insider, iPhone Life Insider is our premium subscription. Subscribers get a subscription, a digital subscription to our magazine. They get video tips emailed to them every day. They get insider guides, so in-depth insider guides. And Ryan you just, uh, you're putting together some of our insider guides. You just put together the photography guide, right?
1: Yes, yes I did. It was full of a lot of great tips.
2: I'm really looking forward to that one. What was was your
0: favorite tip from that insider guide?
1: Oh gosh, that's really hard for me to pick. Um, I think a lot of the editing features. I love giving uh, tips on editing photos and stuff like that. So a lot of those.
0: Ryan is our expert iPhone photographer, which is why we had her put together the photography guide. So she's been having a lot of fun out at CES, seeing all the photography stuff. Um, So. So other subscribers, in addition to all those things, they get to ask us questions and we will answer them. And by we, it's actually Sarah Kingsbury will answer them. So Sarah, well, <laughs> gonna, well, I
2: assign them to you or someone else. And then...
0: sometimes I get stuck doing them, but Sarah is our champion. So Sarah, what was your favorite question from this week?
2: Well, my favorite question was actually a spotlight question, um, but it took me a while to figure out what it was about. Um, this is from Lauren and he says, Both my iPhone 6 Plus and my iPad generate pages that show up to the left when I have scrolled all the other pages that show app icons. They show Siri suggestions, people's names and pictures in circles, app recommendations most frequently used, and a third row for nearby restaurants, coffee, shopping, gas. How can I control what appears on this page? Some I do not want to be there, others I want to have included for my convenience. I have not been able to find the way to choose the contents. Thank you for your advice and time. Um, part of what appealed very to me-
0: cordial. Thank you for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Actually, everyone who writes to me is always like really appreciative, and it's always really like fun to help people. Um, so basically, what Lauren is talking about is the Spotlight search. Um, Apple really beefed it up in iOS nine, and now it's like a whole page full of. Possibly useful information.
0: Um, <laughs> possibly being the keyword there.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think as as this writer would say. Um, so the thing is, all of your useful information can get lost in information that you don't want, and so you need to be able to customize this new Spotlight search page to make it the most useful possible. So um, the way to do that is you go into Settings, General, Spotlight Search, and then here you have a few options. First of all, you could just get rid of all the results and just have it be a search page and by toggling Siri suggestions off. Um, for some people, that might be what they want. Um, I find some of the suggestions useful. And if you also do, you can look under search results and you can customize what you see. So first of all, if there, Spotlight Search can search for apps and it can search the contents of apps. So if, you, if there's apps that you never use or you know, just aren't really high priority ones, you can toggle those off and then they won't show up in your app suggestions.
0: Um, One of the things I like to do is I like to move my apps all the way to the top because that's, I like pretty much now. I don't think you can do that anymore. You can't? No, I think you can because I think I did that.
2: Yeah, you used to be able to.
0: Uh, Oh, okay. Well, we'll have to follow up in the blog post to see if you can because – Pretty much what I do, I have so many apps now that I've given up on folders, and I like to search for the app. And when I search for it, uh, sometimes my emails and stuff would come up up top. So now, uh, my apps come up up top.
2: Yeah, I don't, if if you can still do that, they've moved it. So I'll look into it, but I was trying to figure out how to do that, and I wasn't able to see something. But that doesn't mean I didn't miss something. Okay, Um, we'll
0: we'll follow up iphonelife.com slash podcast and we'll give you the answer if you can still do that. (laughs) Yeah, because you should be able to. It's ridiculous if you can.
2: not Okay, so the second thing you can do is if you don't want those contact suggestions, again, I couldn't find a way to kind of customize who shows up. It'll really just be the people you contact most frequently. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you don't want to see those at all, you can toggle contacts off and then you won't see any contact suggestions. And then there's a couple of more things you can do. Um, If you don't want to see the nearby location suggestions, what you need to do is toggle off maps, and then you won't see those. Um, I don't know if that will interfere with searching for locations like when you're using Syria, but, you know, might be worth experimenting. And then the last thing is, and this surprised me, it wasn't intuitive. Um, If you want to turn off those news suggestions... I assumed maybe you would turn off the news app or maybe Safari, but actually what you turn off is spotlight suggestions, and then you won't see the news suggestions. So, oh, interesting. yeah, that would not have actually occurred to me, but I was just playing with the different things and seeing what happened, and that's how I found out. Um, so that's how you customize your spotlight search page so that you only see the information that is actually useful to you.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. okay, well, see I didn't know I didn't know a lot of that, so that's interesting to hear.
2: Yeah, that's why I really like that question. I love things that questions that have me delve into areas that I'm not totally sure of, and then I learned something new too.
0: I agree. I feel like I learned something from all the questions that are asked. Agreed. That's the thing about being an expert is. Part of being the expert is we're just experts at uh, researching this when we get the questions. I mean, we we know a lot at this point, but every time I get a question, I feel like I have to research it and learn more.
2: Well, yeah, you can never assume because, you know, you sort of take for granted that you know things and then things change with each iOS upgrade anyway.
0: Exactly, which is why... Being on the Insider is so useful, is that not only can you ask us questions, but we'll keep you up to date with all those tips about what's changed and how to to do it.
2: Yeah, for instance, the Insiders get access to our iOS 9 guide.
0: There you go, which just came out last week. Yep. (laughs) All right. So now we have uh, things we've learned slash complaints of the week. Raeann, I don't think we warned you about that, sorry.
1: Nope, I was not filled in on this at all.
0: Okay, well, we'll we'll let you go last and you can brainstorm and if you can't think of anything, that's okay. Um, So, um, Sarah, you get to go first. What is your uh, thing that you learned slash uh, complaint from this week? I have a complaint this week. Uh, Okay.
2: I have my App Store, my Touch ID settings, set up to basically let me just make all purchases and supposedly approve my children's family sharing purchases just by having my thumb, you know, on my (laughs) home button Uh using touch ID. And, and because I use touch ID, I have a really long Apple ID password and my iPhone has been making me enter my Apple ID password. Anytime I approve my kids purchases and it's driving me nuts. Uh And, I've tried, you know, sometimes when you have a setting, you sometimes you have to turn your phone off and then turn it back on, you know, I've tried all the regular troubleshooting things and I've looked it up online and I've spoken to people and it seems to just be a bug and and I want them to fix it because I hate it.
0: I feel like it's been having me log in too many times too when I'm trying to download apps. It's like sometimes I'll download an app and it'll make me log in like more than once just to download the app.
2: Yeah, and I ha- I used to have it set so that I had 15 minutes before I had to do Touch ID or enter a password, and now I can't change it from immediately, which is also really annoying.
0: That's really annoying. Okay, that is a really good complaint. <laughs> I, I, my- I complain well. You're, you're a great <laughs> complainer. I know If I, if you do one thing well, sir, it's complain. <laughs> <laughs> I have a good complaint too. I'm actually pretty solid at complaining myself. Um, there's something I've noticed when I'm traveling because when I'm traveling I'm relying on my email and my phone a lot more because I'm Mm -hmm. often, you know, out and about and don't have my computer. And the search on email is just terrible. Have you noticed this? I really have. It's awful. Like, first of all, I want there to be, like, different levels of settings. Like, you know, I want to search from or to or subject line contains. And, like, in theory, it's kind of a universal search where you can type in that stuff. And I guess it's supposed to work. But first of all, it doesn't work very well. Like, I can't do, like, email from Sarah that contains podcast. Like, it just doesn't work very well. And do you find that, like, sometimes when you search, things that, like, clearly are in your email just don't show up in your search?
2: Yes, that's my main problem. Is like, I was just looking at that email. I deliberately archived it. I know it's, you know, in this folder.
0: And why is it not showing it to me? Yeah, exactly. So, big complaint. And, and you know what? I'm going to add a second complaint, um, which is that I have the same thing happen to me with text. Like, if I'll try to search for like a past text conversation I have or even like a, te- a group, like they won't show up. Is this happening to you? Uh, I don't search text very often. Oh, although I'm doing it right now. How about you, Rand? Is this a problem that you've experienced?
1: I haven't haven't quite noticed this being a
0: problem just yet.
1: I'm trying to search, but now (laughs) I'm curious.
0: (laughs) I don't know why you guys aren't searching text. Like when you go to text somebody, do you always open up a new text? I'll just search for for their name, and just like continue the conversation.
2: Yeah, that's what I do.
0: Okay. I
1: guess I don't have a lot of friends <laughs> because <laughs> I have just like a select few people that I text all the time and they're always at the top. So okay, you're,
0: you're a selective texter. <laughs> Got it. Sweet. Got it. I <laughs> yep. um, Ran, I, if you haven't thought of a complaint, I, I know something you've been complaining a lot about. Oh, what is that? The camera. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. All
1: right. So I guess I have been complaining a little bit about my iPhone's <laughs> camera. So I recently updated uh, my, my iPhone. Um, I updated from the iPhone 5S to the iPhone 6S. And I don't know if I'm the only person who has noticed this, but I feel like my images are not as clear as they were on the 5S, which doesn't make any sense because Apple has been, like, really raving about the camera quality of the iPhone 6S. So this could be just, like, a personal problem with my
2: particular iPhone,
1: I'm not That's sure what I ever
2: suggest actually, because it shouldn't be blurry.
1: Well, it's yeah, and it just kind of depends. Like I feel like sometimes it's just like the images, I get more blurry images than I used to with my other iPhone, but it's not like a consistent thing. like it doesn't happen all the time. I mean, is so, there
2: a change in the
0: lighting or?
1: No, I mean, no, no. Because I've I've had this problem even just like going outside and like daylight.
0: I feel like that happens to me sometimes too. I think in general, the camera's better, better under most circumstances, but something about the image processor sometimes makes it blurry. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that it was as blurry with the 5S. Yeah,
1: I'm... I'm not sure and I think maybe this is something that I've noticed in particular because like the camera tends to be the thing that I use most on my iPhone so I'm very picky about what my pictures look like and so I can see a slight difference and I was I guess I was expecting a lot better than I got so maybe this is something I need to go in to an Apple store and figure out myself but yeah that seems to be something that I've been griping about a lot lately.
0: (laughs) Ran for the Record is our editor that we've talked about that has Wesley the Pirate Cat. We're going to put him on the And so she
2: needs to take really good pictures with her <laughs> we iPhone. We need really
0: crystal clear pictures of Wesley the Pirate Cat. Otherwise, a blurry photo it's just not as adorable.
2: <laughs> Do you know that as we've mentioned many times in our office we use Slack and we actually have a Slack channel that is dedicated <laughs> to Wesley the Pirate Cat. <laughs>
1: I was not aware that Wesley had made it into our podcast, but I am very pleased to <laughs> <to> hear that? <laughs>
0: Don't worry, we're putting plugs for Wesley. Wesley has her, Wesley's Instagram account is what, over 6000 followers yes. now?
1: It is almost at 7000. I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs>
0: I we, iPhone life doesn't even have an Instagram account <laughs> I'm sad to say I don't really know we Instagram which is why we don't have a Pinterest account actually we do have a Pinterest account we just don't brand
2: you need to get on it and start yeah. managing a Pinterest and Instagram account for us
1: <laughs> I I'm really into Pinterest also everybody should go out there and and look at my Wesley he's cute
0: yes and we'll put a link to the Instagram account on the podcast so iphone lifecom slash podcast Um Moving right along, uh, we have some news. We're going to keep the news brief because we also are going to talk a lot about CES. Um, But quickly, Sarah, T-Mobile is throttling people? Say it ain't so. Yeah, so T-Mobile has this thing they
2: call Binge On, which uh, lets you... It's a
0: great name, first of all.
2: Yeah, and it lets you stream uh, videos um, without it counting against your... Uh, your data usage, which is awesome. I mean, so um, they're streaming at 480p, which is, you know, it's it's a good enough quality. Um, and so it doesn't use too much data from T-Mobile, but apparently um, Electronic Frontier Foundation, uh, which is a nonprofit that kind of tries to keep our, you know, electronic communications free, I guess, um, they tested and found that basically what they're doing, uh, T-Mobile calls it optimization, but what they're doing is they're basically throttling the data. So it's pretty, it's like pretty slow. They compared it to like people who aren't using BingeOn to the people who are using BingeOn who basically, and there were no other differences. They were using T-Mobile. they, And what they found is the people who aren't using BingeOn are getting much
0: faster speeds.
2: So, Big John is
0: something you're paying extra for, right? Right. So, so basically, terrible. you're paying for the yeah. Um, not, and not only are they screwing over their own customers, which is terrible, but it's actually now with the new net n- neutrality laws, is actually illegal for them to be doing this.
2: Right, and I think there may actually end up being an investigation. Um, you know, T-Mobile and a is class basically action
0: lawsuit. I'm sure.
2: <laughs> T-Mobile is basically saying, you know, they're full of it. We're just, you know, optimizing things for this 480p streaming and blah, blah, blah. But it seems pretty clear, at least, you know, according to what EFF is saying, you know, what their tests show, um, it, it looks like actually they are throttling it. So that'll be interesting to see as we learn more details, you know, exactly what's going on.
0: I think what's interesting, too, is this seems like one of the first tests of the net neutrality law because like, it is a fine line between optimizing for mobile because you really don't need as high resolution on mobile as you would on, say, like your Apple TV or something like right, that. Right. So there, there, that does make sense. And it's kind of finding that line between optimizing for mobile and uh, just straight up uh, slowing people's internet speeds down and so it'll be interesting to see how the FCC handles this
2: Yeah, well, yeah, as you know, I was a T-Mobile Affiliate user they wasn't T-Mobile directly it was someone who mm-hmm. was associated with them and obviously I abandoned them to join Verizon just so I could have good data speeds I don't think T-Mobile really has good data speeds anyway unless you're in just a limited number of locations
0: Yeah, I mean it's kind of sad to hear because T Mobile is one of those companies that they don't have great coverage. So unless you're in a big city, you can't use them necessarily. But I always got the impression that they were, you know, they they're branding themselves as doing things differently, being kind of the uncarrier. And I kinda liked them. I liked I was well, buying I, into that brand.
2: Well, I still like that because whether it's actually true or not, I feel like it has really changed how the rest of the carriers are doing business. And that's always good because you know these two-year contracts were just
0: bs yeah that's true and they were the first people to change that so props to them we won't hate on them too hard <laughs> <laughs> um next uh iphone 7 rumor crazy camera what's going on so um apparently the apple
2: has filed a patent for um basically having dual rear cameras and so uh so the rumor is that Apple is testing an iPhone seven with dual rear cameras. And, um, and so I guess what this does is do is optical zoom, which I think Rand's going to have to explain. Um, I'm
1: actually really excited about this rumor. Um, once I like looked into it because I feel like zooming in on my iPhone is just like an, it's not even an option, um, because it usually messes up my image quality so much. And, so I, I'm always encouraging people not to zoom in on their iPhones,
2: I've, and yeah, so I feel like that's pretty standard advice for iPhone yeah. photography.
1: Yeah, and so I'm actually really excited about the possibility that we'll be able to zoom in on our iPhones without like messing up our image quality. So I
0: I can't wait for the day where yeah, zooming. Uh, I, there's two main advantages for like a nice camera and an iPhone. <laughs> One of them is being able to zoom without being a digital zoom where you're getting pixelated. The other is being able to control your aperture and your depth of field. So I can't wait for the day when the iPhone can do both those things. That would be amazing and this seems like a good step forward.
2: Yeah Um, and also this would mean that if you took photos while shooting video, which you can already do, the photos would not be a lower quality like currently when you capture stills while you're shooting videos, the resolution is lower.
0: Oh, cool. That's that's exciting. One of the things will be interesting about it, though, is that like we just one of the products that won an award is all And there's a lot of uh, companies that are making their living now with these little lenses that go on top of the camera. And so if there's two cameras, that changes everything.
2: Uh, yeah, really?
1: So, yeah. I suppose that would uh, affect things. Yeah.
0: OK, well, that's all we have for news. And let's move on to CES. Um, All right. uh, And for those of you who don't know, CES is the Consumer Electronics Show. It takes place in Vegas each year around this time, and it's the biggest show in our industry. It's where everybody goes to announce their new products, Uh, and so over 150,000 people attend. It's really crazy. Uh, And so we've been going around, walking around, exploring, and we have... uh, found some great products for you and Sarah who is stuck in cold Iowa is gonna moderate for us I'm gonna ask
2: you guys you can tell me what I'm missing yeah. so like last year it, it seemed like the big thing was like the Internet of Things what would you say is the big trend
0: this year oh man um okay well I've noticed a few trends um first of all I would say Internet of Things is still a big trend um it, they've all gotten a little bit better. Uh, there's still a lot of them, but everything is smart. everything is connected. Uh, everything is for the home. Uh, that's definitely a big one. Uh, what you, have you noticed a lot of that too, Rand?
1: Yes, I, I would.
0: Okay And uh, what do you think is there what have you noticed because so this is my sixth CES and this is Rand's first. So Rand, how did you like CES?
1: It was very exciting. It was so busy. And I loved seeing like all of these companies that I've only ever like emailed and like getting to meet them personally. So that was a really, really big thing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as trends go, I noticed a lot of smartwatches. Mm -hmm. Like there was a big, a big trend
0: there. Hmm. And two smartwatches that I noticed, this is the first time that I've seen a smartwatch or there's two companies actually that have come out with smartwatches that are I don't want to say comparable to the apple watch because i think i still like the apple watch better but the closest um one of them is samsung uh i think it's the gear two they've announced will now it'll now work with ios so you can use it i know that's a big deal Uh, and i went and checked it out today and it's pretty nice i have to say um first of all it's a round face so it looks a little bit more like your traditional watch um And they did a nice job with it, I think. Um, I still, you know, I don't love the UI. In general, Android, I haven't liked the watch user interface for Android. And Samsung really kind of redid it. it. They made it their own, so it's not the same as the rest of the Android user interfaces. But it's still not quite as clean as Apple Watch, I think. But, um that was a big one and I definitely it'll be competitive, I think. It'll be interesting to see. The other one that won one of our awards is the Fitbit uh, what was what was it called? Do you remember? Oh, I don't
2: I don't like Was it the, the Blaze. Blaze? Was yeah. that it? Yeah,
0: I was gonna think that I was gonna say that. I was like, no, that's too stupid of a name. It must be something else. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, we had a post about it on the website. That's why I know. Okay,
0: well they're an award winner, so they're still mostly focused on fitness. That the Blaze is still mostly a fitness accessory, right. but it has a touch screen. It has a color screen. Uh, you can see your no- notifications on it, so it's a lot like an Apple Watch, and it it looks a lot like an Apple Watch, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually one of the few people in the company who has not been completely won over by the Apple Watch, so I'm pretty open to. <laughs> to other possibilities out there
2: Uh-oh. and did you try it on how does it look on you because you have like the smallest I, I, wrists I, on d- planet. i
1: do that is part of my problem i feel like i have freakishly small wrists and the apple watch <laughs> just looks too big for me um it
2: looks like she has an iphone
0: strapped <laughs> to her it, wrist isn't that what you it said does.
1: it does that's what i was telling everybody in the office i'm like i don't want an iphone strapped to my wrist
0: so what else is it what else has not won you over about the apple watch
1: You know, I feel like when I was wearing the Apple Watch, like I was only using the most basic like uh, fitness tracking features. Like I wasn't taking advantage of a lot of the other things that I could be taking advantage of. And so for me, I feel like the simplicity of some of these other watches, like I'm actually compelled by them. And I like the smaller devices that are out there. There were a couple of watches. I can't quite remember the names of them, but they were like smaller and a little
2: faintier for my wrist. And I I, I liked them a lot more, I have to say. You know, I, I think that's a good point, because I feel like the way most of us use our Apple watches is actually, you use it as a fitness tracker and with some notifications. And so in that case, it's so much cheaper to buy one of these other watches, unless you're taking advantage of the other Apple watch features, it really might be worth considering those other fitness
0: tracker watch Yeah, i feel like i use my wa- apple watch as a notifications with some fitness tracking and so the apple watch the fact the way it handles notifications the fact that i can see text messages i can reply easily i can see and i yeah and i love the navigation yeah and so for me the fitness tracking is actually a bit secondary so i i'm not as excited about something like the Fitbit Blaze but if if you if that's what you care about that's a really a nice option.
1: I actually yeah. I I found that I was very intrigued more by like very classic looking watches that were secretly smart. Those are the ones that I really liked. I think I think right. I I like being an undercover geek. <laughs> I I like for people to not know. <laughs> so
2: well you know, like the problem with a lot of these fitness trackers and smartwatches is they're just so huge and ugly. Even the Apple Watch is pretty big and not that attractive. Yeah. And it's like if you want to look nice, you've got to take your watch off. <laughs> I think
0: my or, I think my favorite of those is, uh, and we saw it today, and they, they made some improvements too, is Withings Active. Is that what it's called? Yeah. So, that one is, it looks like a normal watch. It actually runs on a watch battery, which is nice because you don't have to charge it. You have to replace the watch battery every once in a while, which sucks. Um, but it looks like a normal watch, but it secretly uh, syncs with your iPhone to track your fitness data. So, that one I think is nice. really cool for people who only care about fitness.
2: Cool. So, ran tell me more about your experience at your first CES. Uh, you
1: know, I feel like I was incredibly optimistic right off the bat. I was really excited about coming to Las Vegas, about seeing all of these companies. And I still feel like it was a very exciting experience. I also realized it's very exhausting, but it is, <laughs> it's is—it's also still very exciting. I loved being able to see um, some of my favorite companies in person, uh, like AlloClip, I, I got to meet them, and I'm, a, I'm just a big fan of their products, and so that was really exciting for me. So, overall, I feel like CES has been a great experience for me.
0: Are you ready to guess, Sarah, how many steps I took yesterday?
2: No, you should just. No, you, no, you got
0: to guess. Come on, make it fun. All right, 20,000 right, 20, steps. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's exactly right. I took 20,000 steps, which is 10 miles I walked yesterday.
2: Wow, I've only done that once really? or
0: twice. Oh man, we were so tired. So I'm already today at fifteen thousand, and we still haven't gone to dinner or anything. So I might—I'm probably going to hit it again. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's exhausting, uh, but it's been a lot of fun. Um, another trend I would say that I've noticed is the industry continues to mature. Um, so we've seen a lot of new products, but in When I first started coming here in, oh, God, 2011, 2010, um, we would see new companies every year. We'd come in, like, half the companies would be brand-new companies. Now, almost all the new products are by the same companies that have been doing this for years. Um, So, yeah, and it's almost consolidating. Like, um, Incipio bought InCase, so now they're one company. Um, And so the industry is kind of consolidating a little bit, which makes sense because... When the iPhone first came out, there was definitely kind of a cottage industry that sprung up, and a lot of people thought they were going to get rich quick, either by doing apps or doing accessory companies. And turns out it's hard work, believe it or not. Uh, And so I think uh, a lot of those companies struggled, and and the ones that survived are now really the people who are doing it professionally and doing it really well. Um, So that's been an interesting trend to observe. Uh, I wouldn't say it's necessarily good or bad it just sort of is Um, I think it does lead to a little bit less innovation but I I think a lot of these people the innovation wasn't necessarily like good innovation like somebody had an idea for an iPhone case and they would add one little tiny thing to it and say how exciting it was whereas now you can't really get away with that anymore you kinda have to actually be innovative Right, and the last trend I've noticed, and this has been taking place over a few years, but definitely I noticed it this year, is when I first started coming here, it was all about iPhone accessories. It was all about the case, uh, and then people got sick of cases, and all then it was all about headphones and speakers, and now, right. and this goes along with Internet of Things. It's all about hardware. It's things that are loosely connected to iPhone. They work in the they're smart. They work. They sync with your iPhone, but it's a lot of hardware. It's um. You know, it's a smart camera or a smart door or things. Smart door, I meant a lock. <laughs> doors have still not gotten <laughs> that like, smart, well, smart, believe it or not. Smart doors. I don't understand how that would work. <laughs> I don't. I don't know either. <laughs> like, would it open and close as you approach it? Yeah. Um, but there's some smart locks that that do we have that. Have those yeah, already? Don't we? those are cool. The one, the, the locks that do that. Um, so anyway, <laughs> I've noticed a lot more hardware and a lot less accessories, which I think is good. I think. The iPhone case is, you know, there's a few people still doing innovative things, but for the most part, it's become a bit of a commodity, um, which I think is okay. I don't think, I think it leads to a lot less trivial and silly innovations that don't mean anything. Um, Yeah, cool. So go ahead, Sarah. What were you going to say?
2: Well, I was just going to say, are you guys ready to talk about awards yeah, or did you? Was, I all am. All right. So <clears throat> tell me the best of the best at CES. Okay.
0: Well, you guys you guys who listen to us regularly know I'm obsessed with uh, screen protectors. Um, and I found... I broke mine. Oh, no. Really? But is your phone okay? My phone's See, just fine. Th- there you go. What happened?
2: I don't even know. I mean, I drop it all the time so often that I don't pay attention. <laughs> but... At some point during the day, because in the morning it was fine... But this afternoon, I looked at it, and, like, an actual piece was broken off the corner, and there were, like, jagged edges, so I had to take it Uh, off. That happens to me,
0: like, all the time.
2: Well, now I'm worried there's a piece of glass lying on the floor of my house
0: my dogs are going to eat, so I have to find that. I have to, like, vacuum my whole house. But anyway, tell me about the screen protectors. Okay, well, so for the most part, the ones I saw here actually weren't that exciting. I was hoping to see more that, like, did the full screen and covered the bezel edge, which I didn't see a lot of. What I saw, though, a company called Crystal has something called a liquid screen protector. Wow. How wow. crazy is that? Uh. Basically how it works is it's a chemical compound that you rub on your phone, and the chemical gets uh, like into the cracks of the glass on your screen, and it strengthens it. So it becomes a lot stronger. It's scratch-resistant. Um so I had somebody put that on my phone. And so I don't have anything on my phone. I don't even have a screen protector on right now.
2: Whoa. So this won't like damage your warranty or your resale value?
0: No, I don't think so. I was really kind of nervous about the whole thing. I asked him like a hundred questions and he kept telling me it was okay. <laughs> He's like, it's gonna be fine. <laughs> um, but you can still put the a screen protector on top of it. I don't think it damages anything because really you wouldn't even know it was on there unless like I told you. Um And that's part of what makes me nervous is he's telling me it's stronger. uh, And we gave him an award because he told me it was stronger. Uh, (laughs) Todd loves him. Okay. It wasn't just me. It's verified. They have science, all sorts of cool stuff. Um, And but still, I feel a little bit nervous because it's like I can't really feel a difference. Um, So I the other thing, too, with screen protectors is exactly what happened to you. It's like you drop your phone and your screen protector breaks, but your screen is okay. So I'm a little bit nervous right. about that. Um, so I think that this is something that is a great product. Um, I'm not sure that I'm ready to go totally glass screen list, though. Uh, but mm-hmm. it was interesting, okay. and they won a Best of CS Award. Rayanne, what was some? What was one of your favorites?
1: You know, actually, speaking of screen protectors, I actually came across a hidden gem at CES, and I almost passed the company by, but um, somebody from the company, um, you know, got my attention and waved me over, and so I I went ahead and visited them, and apparently they've created a screen protector that um, allows you to access the functions at the top of your screen um, at the bottom of your screen instead. So it has these, like, sensors in the glass Ah. that... Allow you to activate functions like the back button and camera and edit just by like tapping the bottom of the glass So I thought that was really cool And what's this company's, what's this company's name? name? Um, is it Avant-Garde? I think Avant. Avant-Garde? Avant-Garde. Yes, that's what it was. Okay. Yes, that was them and the uh, the oh, screen cool. protector was called uh, Six cents So that was the that was the name of their product which I thought that was pretty cool
0: I, I thought it was cool because it was one of the few innovative screen solutions that I saw. I don't think I saw almost any other that were really, like, new and exciting. And also, I love the bigger screen, but it's sometimes hard when you're holding your phone on the bottom to, like, reach that top corner. So... Well, there is the reachability feature, David. You you almost made me swear. That's how I feel about the reachability feature. (laughs) I I am not a fan. It doesn't. The
2: only time I use reachability is when I accidentally activate it and then I'm like, God damn it. Yeah,
0: see, (laughs) see, it makes you swear. And you accidentally activate it and it's just a little bit slow. And by the time you turn it on and turn it off, it's a hassle. So it's. (laughs) I just dropped my phone like doing the reachability.
2: (laughs) Every time I talk to you guys about something you can do with your phone, I actually do it. So, <laughs> and then drop your like, phone. phone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so, and
2: I have no glass screen not glass screen protector on it right now, too. Yeah,
0: I know. And me, too. We're living dangerously, Sarah. So hopefully hopefully nothing yeah. happens. Um, so that was a cool one. Another cool product that we saw was from a company called Seven Hugs, which I thought was a silly name, but Ryan thought it was cute.
1: I did. I, I thought it was a cute <laughs> name. <laughs>
0: Um, and, but they had something that was uh, called a universal remote. And basically what it is okay. is one of the problems I've noticed with the Internet of Things is that it can be hard to navigate all of your different products. And each one has their own app. And so you have to, like, go into Nest to control Nest. And you have to go into...
2: You're right, unless they're HomeKit Yeah, compatible. and
0: HomeKit is an, a good solution. But a lot of things aren't necessarily HomeKit compatible yet. Um, so what this is it's really cool is it's a little mini remote it looks similar to kind of an apple tv remote and you point the remote at the product that you want to control and then the navigation for that product comes up on the screen it's like a glass touch screen and you can actually control it um so you like point it at the nest and you can like turn up the nest or turn it down or you point at your apple tv and you can control the channels uh it's really really cool and how it works is it's a remote. It comes with a remote, and it also comes with three light sockets. And so these are little things that you screw into the light socket, and then screw your light bulb in. And so it's kind of hidden. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. I just Jim Carpin just wrote an article about getting started with like your smart okay. home, and he talked about those. Those sound yeah. Like, sockets. sockets for your light okay. bulbs. Okay.
0: And so I don't know what his do. You'll have to tell us. Well, okay. Let me ask you. What? So what? What do what do the ones he do? Is that to control your light bulbs?
2: Well basically instead of having to buy smart bulbs you just buy the smart sockets gotcha. and so 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 what are these Okay, ones do? Well, these
0: might do that too actually. I'm not sure. But what they do is they actually they use all three to like triangulate your uh, location, if triangulate is, in fact, a word, which I hope it is. (laughs) It is a word. Okay, good, good. And maybe I used it correctly, too. Um, So, anyway, they they triangulate your location so they know where you're pointing and where you are in the house. So, if you're up in your room and you, like, point at your, I don't know, let's say you have, like, a smart um, heater in your room and you point at it, it knows where you are in the house, so it knows where you're pointing at. Uh, And so... Uh It was really cool, really innovative. Um, The only problem with it is it only works with products that have APIs. So, like, I don't know if it would work with, um, say, like a normal dish uh, satellite receiver or something like that. Right. Um, But it was a pretty innovative product
2: no i think it's awesome
0: a universal remote for your smart for your stuff life. <laughs> that's what was cool <laughs> the remote for your life and because it is like as much as i love the smart home thing it is kind of a hassle to get out your smartphone every time you want to do anything um so i thought that was cool although i the other thing about it too i feel like i would lose the remote like all the time <laughs> well you gotta get one of those little like tile things for it or something, something. yeah all right ran what, what was one of your other favorites
1: Hmm. I was actually just sitting here going through them, trying to decide because there were there were quite a few that I really liked. Um, I I thought the uh, walkie-talkie of speakers from Outdoor Tech were cool, but I don't know if it's that I thought their product was cool or if I just thought the company was really <laughs> cool because I really did like the company. They were it was full of a lot of fun people, but I also just really liked the product. So, I thought so that what was neat. It? What's it do? Um. Okay, so I had a... Hmm. Uh, David, can you help me out here with <laughs> explaining this?
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> so you. basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to replace the kind of use case of being on the mountain. They're, they're outdoor tech, so they do a lot of adventure stuff. So they're trying to replace the use case right. of being on the mountain, either snowboarding or mountain climbing or bike riding. And like, especially for snowboarding, you have your friends on different slopes doing different runs. And so people were using walkie-talkies for this. Um, And so what they've done is instead of using walkie-talkie, they have this product and it's a little Bluetooth device. It's a speaker so you can listen to music. And in addition to being a speaker, you can use it as a walkie-talkie. And they have an app that goes with it, so it syncs with your phone. And so you can just kind of speak into it and say, hey, where are you guys at? And everybody who has one, if your friends all bought one, um, will will be able to hear you. So it's kind of like rather than you know with a phone where you're doing like a, a phone call and you can't do a group phone call and group texts are kind of a hassle especially if you have your gloves on and you're on the mountain <laughs> I'm just yeah. to imagine that. so this is a cool they're trying to replace the walkie-talkie cuz the walkie-talkie hasn't been replaced in some use cases yet
2: so so is it it's just basically like a sort of speaker with walkie-talkie capabilities
0: yes <laughs> it's, it's little mini they come in. it's like two little pucks almost and they're they're small they're like bigger than a one dollar coin but not a lot bigger than that and there's two of them and they come and like they have a little string that connects them
1: i really liked david explaining that for me so thank you david
0: <laughs> yeah i know you really got off the hook there now i have to pick one and explain it again oh man all right it's a good thing you like talking so yeah, much yeah thank god i like talking <laughs> um let's see what were some of my other favorites? Um, so, oh, I really liked the Withing Smart Thermostat. I mentioned I was sick a couple weeks ago. So,
2: Thermostat oh, or thermometer? Did that
0: all day. It's a thermometer. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, I was reading about it, and I was like, Right? It's so cool. So I was sick the other day, and I had a fever, Um, and so I was taking my temperature regularly, and as I was doing it, I was sitting there thinking, God, I can't believe how, like, useless this thermometer is you have to sit there for like uh a minute and wait and i i don't do you guys do this like i'm really impatient so i try to like look down to read it as it's going wait
2: you still have one that you put in your mouth yeah what do you have i have like one that you do in like your temple okay well that's what this is
0: (laughs) okay well (laughs) maybe yeah well it's also smart thermometer I wanted to say thermostat again okay well first of all you put on your temple so for those of us who are apparently stuck in the 90s
2: uh, well the difference is like it's not as important to have a good thermometer I think when you don't have kids but once you have kids this is true this is true
0: (laughs) but I still hate my okay well so this is on your temple so that's really convenient it reads it instantly also it syncs with your smartphone so it's that's particularly uh, it keeps track of who is using it so let's say you have two sick kids you can keep track of their temperatures over time and who is using it um and it was just really nice user interface it was really easy to use um and it was pretty innovative i liked it so cool. one more product for you Ryan, and then i think we're ready to wrap it up
1: okay this time i will just i will try to yeah, explain myself thank why <laughs> thanks for saving the day david um so i actually found like a lot of cases that I really liked um with what is the name of the company Zoo Evutech yes. okay so they had some cases oh, I love their cases But they had some cases made out of like cork which I thought was so cool and I really liked them they were really funky looking and I, I, I like funky looking cases and so anyway these I thought they were really cool and then another case that I really enjoyed was by Incipio and it was like this...
2: Another good case maker.
1: It's so great. And these cases were so beautiful. It was like a, a line of uh, fashion cases. And what were they What were they made of again, David? Do you remember?
0: I have no idea, but it was some kind of... It was covered... It looks like it's covered in, like, cashmere. It has that kind of look to it, the, like, svelte look. I don't know how else to describe it. I don't know what material it was. It wasn't cashmere, but they look very sleek and very stylish and you don't see a lot of cases that like i would call stylish i see a lot of cases that try to be stylish
2: no
1: i I definitely fell in love with them
2: yeah i feel like we definitely on our our website cover like rugged cases really heavily and and maybe you and i should change that ran and start like covering these fashion cases or ones that succeed at being fashionable i
1: agree yes we should start doing that because i found lots of all lots
2: right of 2016 look for fashionable iphone <laughs> case coverage on iPhonelife.com. iphone
0: life fashion we're starting it it's happening people <laughs> um, yeah so we saw a whole bunch of other stuff we're going to do a post we gave out Oh God, maybe thirty awards, and Rayanne has the honor of having getting to write. Oh, see how I switch having to getting? Aren't you excited now? You get to do this. Yeah. Rayanne right. gets to write this post of all the stuff that's going on, um, and all the awards that we've given out, and we are going to have that up next week when Rayanne's back. So keep an eye out for that. And in the meantime, everybody have a nice weekend sorry that we were a day late on this podcast but we had to see the products before we could tell you about them
2: (laughs) yep all right well you guys uh have a nice dinner and a good flight back from vegas and i'll see you when you're back in the office and thanks everyone for listening thank you our
0: listeners and also let me tell you guys what you can do you go subscribe to the podcast uh on itunes and us. we always appreciate the rating send us an email at podcast at iphone life.com with any of your questions feedback um concerns anything uh and also iPhoneLife.com life.com slash daily tip to subscribe to the free daily tip iPhoneLife.com slash insider to subscribe to insider and iphone life.com slash subscribe to subscribe to the magazine we have a magazine people i keep forgetting to mention that we have a print magazine it's a great magazine magazine. and look for us in airports when you're traveling because we're doing a big promotion right now so thanks everybody for listening and tune in next week all All right right. all right bye thanks everyone bye all right sarah